before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. If you head over to Bet Online Sportsbook and use our promo code Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, on your first deposit with the link in the description of this episode, you can place some wagers on NBA championship futures. Now, I'm going to give you three teams that are great value right now. Will they all win the championship? No. Can you cash out later and make a profit? Yes, you can. Denver Nuggets, plus 750, great value play. Philadelphia 76ers, plus 1,400, excellent value play. And the Cleveland Cavaliers at plus 2,500. Will they win the championship? Probably not. They can make a deep run in the playoffs. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of Wired Up. This is Wired Up episode 135 here on the Take It Easy podcast. 135 episodes spanning back across, at this point we can call it three years now because Wired Up originally began, well actually four years if you want to count 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023, four years of Wired Up episodes. Wired Up originally began as Week in Review plus Extra Discussion, W-I-R-E-D, Wired Up, and so Wired Up kind of started as College football goes on on Saturdays, and by the time NFL Monday rolls around, we lose the college football spirit, so let's have a Sunday podcast. And as time has gone on, Wired Up has come and gone and occasionally is used for extra discussion. And this week, I think we have the perfect reason to use our Wired Up podcast, and that is for something that happened back on Friday in the NBA world that has just captivated my attention for the past two days. And no, it's not the fact that I got to work the Sacramento Kings versus Los Angeles Clippers game Friday night that was 176 to 175, the second highest scoring game in the history of the NBA. Both teams scored over 150 points in regulation. It was just an absolutely insane, fun basketball game. I've talked to people, and the only comparison they can think of is that Portland-Denver playoff game. And I remember when that Portland-Denver playoff game happened where Dame scored the last 24 points for the Blazers and carried them against Denver. I called it the best playoff basketball game of a decade And this is the only game people could compare to of just the chaos of three-pointers raining out of the sky, game-winning shots, alley-oop dunks, just chaos all over the place for the Kings and the Clippers game. But we're going to talk about that on Monday's episode of the podcast. Before that happened, and we didn't have a new show Friday, we re-aired the conversation we had with Jeff Garcia of the Locked on Spurs podcast talking about our book. But back on Thursday of last week, after we finished recording our Victor Wembenyama podcast, I learned about how the Portland Trailblazers were going to play the Sacramento Kings on Thursday. So they were going to leave Portland on Wednesday night, 
The thing was they got to the airport at 3 o'clock, boarded a plane, and there's a giant snowstorm in Portland going on. And Portland doesn't really have the infrastructure for giant snowstorms. And obviously in a, in a climate change world, you're going to see these giant weather events where in the middle of February, Portland has their largest snowstorm since 1941. And there's freezing over in houses similar to what happened in Texas last year where Texas's power grid went down and you saw dozens of deaths because the infrastructure wasn't ready for a gigantic snowstorm event. And so Portland's basketball team can't take off from the airport Wednesday night and they spent seven hours on a plane with delays and freezing over and waiting for temperatures to clear. So then they had to go home that night at 12 o'clock they get back home theoretically in about an hour, two hours, because remember the roads are closed in a lot of places because it's snowed over. And then they have to come back the next day to board a plane at 9 a.m. for a game that's going to begin at 7 o'clock local time. And that plane gets delayed for a few hours. They don't know whether the game's going to be played or not. And ultimately Portland leaves the, the airport and flies the hour and a half to Sacramento and they arrive in Sacramento at three o'clock in the afternoon for a basketball game. That's going to start at 7 PM. And so they decide Damian Lillard's going to sit. Jeremy Grant's going to sit. We're already without Anthony, uh, without Anthony Simons or Yusuf Nurkic. And so they decide that they're going to sit players right before uh, right for this game, and then they end up losing by 20 points to the Kings, and they were up by 16 and lost by 20, so it was basically like a 36-point margin of defeat at one point. And after the game happened on Thursday, I was made aware of an Instagram video posted by Damian Lillard where the Portland Trailblazers, who were sitting on a plane for seven hours all recorded a rap video together because, for those who don't know, Dame Dalla, a.k.a. Damian Lillard, is a part-time rapper in addition to being one of the 70 greatest basketball players in the history of the sport. And so Dame Dalla ends up writing a lyrics for a rap video that the team all films together after seven hours together on a plane for a game that they weren't sure was going to be played. And even when it was played, they were without their five best players. So at that point, who gives a shit what happens in the game? It's just the being on a plane for six hours leads to a freaking awesome rap video. And you guys know I love these creative type projects. And one of my favorite things in all of sports is like 1970s theme songs that teams used to write because back then sports weren't a big deal. And so part of generating publicity was having a song on the local radio, like the Super Bowl Shuffle or the Miami Dolphins fight song that was remade by T-Pain in 2008 or the San Diego Superchargers or the San Francisco Giants song or the 76ers one. Like I love these types of songs from the 1970s and 80s that are just like catchy songs that are creative and original written about these teams. The LA Rams one is also great where you ram it all day and ram it all night. 
It's a real song. It was made in 1988. They got the players to sing it. We've played it on the podcast many times. In fact, I'm going to play it at the end of this podcast, so stay tuned if you want to hear the Rams Ram It song. But what I want to play right now is the rap song that the Portland Trailblazers made, bleeping out a bunch of curse words, which was not super necessary. Someone already cursed, uh, bleeped out the curse words for me, so I just took their audio and then put it together into this cut that we're going to play for you right now because, man, it's so good, and I just kind of want to dissect it for a few minutes because it's just mm, it's my perfect type of content in sports. So here's Dame Dalla's freestyle rap of the Portland Trailblazers being stuck on an airplane in the middle of a blizzard for six hours. Hey. Hey, Just magnificent, magnificent all around in so many different ways. Just absolutely chef's kiss wonderful. My favorite part of the whole song, and it's towards the end, is shooters in the locker room like we wiz- like the We the Wizards, which is great because a throwback to Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden <laughs> pulling guns on each other in the locker room is exactly the kind of subtle reference that I love in these types of songs. If you've heard our parody songs that we've done on the show, whether it's the Josh Allen one or the Jimmy Garoppolo one, we have a musical album of all of our parody songs. I'm going to link that in the description of this episode as well. If you've heard any of mine, I love the subtle references like you keep losing to Mahomes sitting on the bench 13 to go. That was Josh Allen's playoff game last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ron Rivera wants to make a trade. I love just weaving these little subtle references in. And so when I'm listening to it for the first time and you hear shooters in the locker room like we the Wizards, just excellent. Excellent callback to Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden pulling guns on each other. And then (laughs) before they got suspended, Gilbert Arenas coming out in the layup lines at the beginning of the game or when they do the introductions in the arena. And as he's getting introduced, pulling out a fake gun and shooting down all of his teammates, whether it's Karan Butler or Anton Jameson or any of the other Wizards from that team, he just goes one by one, pulls out. To, like hand fake guns with his hands and just shoots down all the players in the layup line just just an excellent excellent time in NBA history and so that was my favorite part of it they had some good ones in there I don't uh I don't know what the T I don't know who TY is in that moment so he I looked like he dapped him up so I'm not sure which random uh which random blazer that was because I just learned most of the Blazers watching that game. I don't know who T.Y. on the Blazers is. Pull Matisse up off the Sixers. I kind of, like, it's funny that Matisse Thibel's in the background of the video as he says we had to pull Matisse up off the Sixers, 
Because, like, all of these dudes are gigantic human beings. They're sitting on a plane, and their heads are almost hitting the top as they sit on the plane. It's just kind of incredible. And so I thought that was wonderful. I thought that was fun. And there are so many subtle jokes here. I'm going to play it one more time here just so you can listen back. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it because it's, it's so good. It's so good. Just absolutely excellent again. Drew going to set the pick. I'm pulling up from 40. I know I sounded like a white boy saying that, but Drew going to set the pick. I'm pulling up from 40. Oh, that was just wonderful. They are, oh, it's just so great across the board. Dame Dalla dropping rap lyrics in the middle of being stuck in a blizzard was just wonderful. And I felt like this needed the proper acknowledgement that it deserved. And if you watch the video, because I've watched the video back probably like 12 times now. And I was just looking around at some of the faces I could recognize because, man, the Blazers... They're a 12 seed for a reason, man. They are like deep in a rebuild because their general manager who should have traded CJ McCollum and picks for Anthony Davis, he got fired for running a toxic workplace. They got uh, Terry Stotts out of there or Lord Stotts because he looks like a member of British Parliament. They got Stotts out of there after like eight seasons and Chauncey Billups is kind of just there now. Like he's not really... He's not really a hot in-demand coach. I mean, he might get the, he might be the next pin to fall in terms of getting fired. He's just a guy coaching the Blazers. And so now that the Portland Trail Blazers are just like another team, there's just a whole bunch of names that I just don't recognize at all on that team. And so I'm looking in the background and I'm like, ah, oh, this is a rebuilding team. And I haven't been paying close enough attention to the NBA. Is that... Is that Larry Nance Jr., maybe? Who's who's the white guy back there for the Blazers? Turns out it's apparently Drew Eubanks. Didn't even know Drew Eubanks was still in the NBA. Most people probably didn't even know he was in the NBA at all. I was making the joke that it was Zach Collins, because Zach Collins was a lottery pick for the Blazers. He was a lottery pick that did not work out for the Portland Trail Blazers. That is part of why they are deep in a rebuild right now and why they flipped Josh Hart for Cam Reddish in a draft pick. And Josh Hart was a player they got in exchange for CJ McCollum and a draft pick. Portland is deep in a rebuild. And so with all these no-name players, Dame's making a fun rap and getting to be the old guy on the Blazers. I will say the one thing that was really funny was seeing Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant was acquired when they were still like really trying to win. I think they gave up a high first round pick and a couple players for Jeremy Grant. 
And Jeremy Grant's just vibing in this video. Again, I've watched the video like 12 times. I encourage all of you to watch it. He's just vibing back there. He's got a towel on his head going back and forth. It's uh, it's just wonderful. Just wonderful. Very funny all across the board. Hey. Just wonderful. No idea who Drew is. No idea who T.Y. is. I know they got Shaden Sharp. He was a lottery pick this last year. Nazir Little plays for them. Remember that dude, North Carolina? He's awesome. I think when this podcast kind of becomes a listing Portland Trailblazers on the 12th seeded Portland Trailblazers, who, if it weren't for Damian Lillard, would be tanking for Wembenyama. And by the way, they might kind of prefer tanking for Wembenyama, but Damian Lillard really wants to play for them. And he's going to have a statue outside of the Trailblazers arena, so they don't really want to force him out the door because they may be a poorly run organization with a former general manager who got an extension despite never having to make any major transactions, and then a general manager who got fired for having a toxic workplace. But the Portland Trailblazers are not such a bad organization that they would chase off the guy who is going to have a statue outside the stadium and really wants to be in Portland. I don't think they're that dumb that they would pull that off. I was thinking about this the other day, too, and I'll end on this. Wouldn't it be awesome to see Damian Lillard's Hall of Fame stat or his statue outside of Portland's arena with him waving goodbye to Oklahoma City? Like, I bet you pointing at the watch would be the choice that they'd go for and probably more representative of Dame's career because it's Dame time and pointing to the watch is the thing that we do with Dame time. At the same time, Man, it would be so badass to have a statue where he's waving goodbye to Oklahoma City like he did after he hit that game winner. Just be so badass. So badass if they could put that statue up there in Portland. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for stopping in here to Wired Up. We're going to have more content mixed in here all throughout the week. I just really wanted to take 20 minutes and talk about this wonderful Dame Lillard Blizzard rap freestyling on the plane with a bunch of no-name Portland Trailblazers. It was really fun and really cool, and I wanted to talk about it. So thanks for stopping in, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Take it easy, and also, since I promised you we would play it, enjoy the Rams Ram It theme song that is just kind of a meme, but it's the reason why I love these 70s and 80s sports anthems.
bad jack and I'm starting this off. The Rams get down so nobody scoffs. And don't you worry, cause the Rams are rapping. When game time comes, we'll be back to that. We can't sing and our dance is not pretty, but we'll do our best for the team and the city. So get on your feet and clap your hands. Let's ram it right now with the L.A. Rams. Hollywood handsome, Dodge City tough. If you throw it my way, it's gonna get rough. I like to ram it, as you can see. Nobody likes ramming any more than me. They call me Jeter. Nobody dresses sweeter. But under this cool is a quarterback mistreater. I come from the air, looking for the sack. I don't stop coming till I put him on the back. I'm a mountain man from West VA. They call me Herc and I came to play. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. Ram it. 